Cartoons, the animated frontier. These are the voyages of the Cellcast podcast. It's continuing mission to explore strange new cartoons, to seek out new animation styles and new creative storytelling methods, to boldly go where so few ever go again. to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who at least is allowed into Antarctica, Jacob. Why, thank you, I think. Uh, why, thank you. Uh, and let me introduce our co-host, a man who's always wanted to live in, air quotes, an abandoned asylum. Welcome, Drew. Well, I've always been heard I'm a little off A little kooky? Perhaps. Anyway, also joining us today is uh, a woman who, uh, when she throws an axe, she never misses. Welcome, Celeste. Get out. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll leave. <laughs> Yeesh. It's the only thing I could think of. <laughs> have you not had your coffee this morning? I have. This evening? Okay, well, then you should be fine. <laughs> uh, how are you doing, Celeste? I'm good. Alright, so, Jacob, you want to start in with the interrogation? Alright, so, as most of our listeners know, whenever we have a guest, we have a rapid-fire session of questions for our guests. So, Celeste, uh, I'm going to give you a bunch of, bunch of animation-related questions and I- give your most fair, honest, and balanced opinion, and your, yeah, give us your opinion, give us your thoughts on that. So, Do my best. Alright, so... When you were a child, what was the cartoon you grew up and just loved to death? So many. <laughs> <laughs> Don't um, feel bad. This is how everyone reacts to this oh, question. Oh, yeah. So many. <laughs> I was a big fan of the Looney Tunes. Um, big Disney fan. Mm-hmm. Little Mermaid was always a big hit. Um, nice. Except for yeah. the show. Didn't like the show because it didn't make sense. Yeah, it's the Disney Channel movie. TV series sometimes Weird. didn't make any sense. It it well, I didn't completely understand the whole this was a prequel thing. So I yeah no, it was bad. Um, didn't catch on to that. So okay, then, I can see how that would cause some confusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, why is she back in the sea? Um. <laughs> so yeah, just a lot of the the Looney Tunes. Uh, a lot of Disney stuff. Stitch was a big favorite of mine. Oh, Although yes. I was old. I was older when Stitch came out. We yeah, all were. We were. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it in theaters. And was like, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I saw it in theaters, but it was it had come back to theater. Yeah. So that was fun. That must have been one of the last times Disney actually did that. It was actually. I have. Uh, we live in a town where there's a military base, and I had friends who were on uh-huh. base. They wanted to go see the movie, so they brought me. So things sense. go go to the base theater that don't necessarily go everywhere else. That makes sense. I gotcha. I gotcha. Cool. All right. So you you came on to this show to for the Adams Family. Yes. The 2019 film. Uh, do you have any history of uh, watching the Adams Family, the the franchises as, as a whole? 
So I watched the very first movie. I said the very first movie. The movie from the, I guess it was the 90s. Oh, yeah, um, 1991. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my research, I came across every single version of Adam's Family. So I figured out which, I know the movies when they came out. So I, read, I watched that one when probably two or three years ago uh, for the first time. And I just really love the Adams Family in itself. Um, I have read the comics. So that's fun. They're kind of hard to find, so I don't know if I've read them all. But I do thoroughly enjoy the Adams Family. Although as a kid, I was more of a Munsters girl. Ah. That's fair. It does seem that those who grew up watching uh, the, either of those two shows, you either had to pick one or the other. Yeah. Well, they and came we out were a Munsters house too. <laughs> yeah. Does anybody remember the Adams Family cartoon that came out? I think it was in the nineties. I think. I know I there was a time when they were with Scooby-Doo. I remember hearing about it, but I didn't ever see it. I remember I remember watching it. And I think I think I watched like one episode and it was like this is weird. Cuz I I like you, I remember watching the the 90s movie and I was like, "Wow, this is really weird and funny." Unlike our movie we're reviewing. But anyway. Uh, Ooh, telegraphing. <laughs> just a little bit. Foreshadowing. But, yeah, foreshadowing. foreshadowing. <laughs> No, you think? <laughs> but anyways, let's go back to uh, the questionnaires, the, the the interrogation. Let's go to the torture chamber. <laughs> I sounded like Jackalman at that moment. That was funny. All right. <laughs> continue, continue. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. All right. So if you were to, let's say, uh, you had to stay the night at the Adams Family Asylum, in Eric quotes, uh, who would you want to hang out with? I would probably hang out with Wednesday. Wednesday? She seems like she would be the one to keep me safe. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Definitely. Where uh, the brother would probably try to kill you. Yep. At every uh, sense of the turn. Because that his, that's his, you know, his... His uh, love language is to kill people. He's trying right. to murder people. It's he's like, yeesh, that's man. a bad love language. <laughs> he, he's an explosives man. Yeah. Uh, all right. So what was your favorite animated movie uh, growing up? The Little Mermaid. Oh, of course. Of course. So what? Well, okay, a, a more deeper question. Why did you what 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 drew you to this film? Why is it continually be your favorite? Um, probably because of the music and there was just a lot of funny stuff to it. Like I remember as a kid enjoying the gags a lot more than I enjoyed everything else. As I've mm -hmm. gotten older, I enjoy some of the story. There's the plot holes, but it's a kid's movie. Yeah. Um, and so I, I enjoy it at a different level now than I did, but it's probably the humor. Oh, uh, okay. And you are a redhead. Not naturally. Not naturally, but hey. And be like, as far as I've been, as long as I've known you, you've been a redhead. True. <laughs> Same. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> but anyways. Okay. So the, the one I like to bring up, if you were stuck on a deserted island, you had television, you had food, you had everything you needed, but you could only bring one animated movie or animated series with you. Now, granted, this could be one season or as many seasons as it has, but it has to be one season 
or one series, I'm sorry, one series, mm-hmm. animated-wise, what would that be? Oh, that is also a hard question. I would probably bring Fruits Basket. Fruits okay. Basket? Okay, a show, a, a show I've never seen. <gasps> <laughs> but there would have to be the caveat of watching the original series. I, I was about to ask which and, of the two versions. <laughs> and and the new version. Yeah. Because technically it's still one show. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. So I'd need both because I love both. Well, with anime, you get the caveat in most cases since they ch- like to change the title with every season. Yeah. Yeah. You get to kind of claim, even if you look at it and go, well, you know, these are the kind of the same show, same story, but told differently because they do it's that not too. A, not exactly what had happened with Fruits Basket, but I'll give you that. Uh, in so my defense, although- I've not watched it either. I'm just aware it exists. <laughs> so cute. Um,. <laughs> Although, if we're talking about volume, I would need either One Piece or Naruto. Yeah, because that gets exceedingly long. Uh, Naru- One Piece is still going. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. <laughs> Absolutely still insane. At, at this point, I, here's the thing. I actually, 10 years ago, I actually tried to get into it when Funimation was releasing, you know, the non-4Kids dub. Right. I gave up about 12, 20 episodes into it. It's like... <laughs> This is going to take forever, and it's still going. Still I give up. <laughs> still going. I, I'm he, bad at, he, he I'm bad have at the endurance. I'm bad at binging as is. Ah. And One Piece just didn't take my heart like Dragon Ball Z did as a child, so. All right. I Yeah, no. All right, so final question. And okay. I think I've, I haven't done this one before, but. So if you had the opportunity, or if you, like, say... Say if there was a cartoon or an animated movie that you loved as a child mm-hmm. and they had not done nothing with. And if there was like you had the opportunity of the lifetime to remake uh, or. Yeah, to remake a uh, remake reboot, your favorite either animated series, animated movie, what would it be? Ooh, I don't think i honestly would remake any of them okay um maybe re not reboot but like continue okay okay but not like new story where are they now okay or with animation you don't even have to you can pick up where you left off Mm -hmm. because you know you don't have to worry about actors and actresses aging you just find someone who's good at mimicry Um, that is true okay but yeah, I wouldn't necessarily remake any of them because they were good. That is I true. Do, I do wish they would bring back Tiny Toons. Agreed. I can see that. Yes, Tiny Toons was amazing. I've already s- br- brought back Pinky and the Brain. That is true. And that's debatable if it's good. <laughs> I've only watched a couple of... Uh, episodes I mean, they, so they weren't bad but you can tell they're still they, they uh they they've upgraded their what their audience is ah that's the only way i'm gonna put that i got gotcha. i got gotcha. you so you you said you wouldn't uh remake or reboot a series you would just continue a series what series would that be tiny tunes tiny tunes okay that makes sense <laughs> we're tiny I'll, we're toony we're all little loony aren't we all <laughs> yes 
All right, so that is the end of the torture session. You survived. Thank Woo-hoo. you, Celeste. For, yeah. All right. Ah, uh, we, we, we need to get into what we've been watching. Yes. And you will probably... Well, I'm going to let Celeste go first. Yeah, why not? What have you been watching, Celeste? Uh, Squid Games. I yeah, heard of that. Has something to do with Splatoon? No, no, <laughs> no. I, I literally have not kept up with Netflix. <laughs> it's uh, it is a Korean drama, and it might fall into psychological horror, hmm. but hmm. it's very tame because I don't do horror. Okay, and Fair I'm enough. hooked. So okay, so it's it's more of a thriller, maybe. Yeah, it's it's. Like, I'm intrigued by the mystery of it. I enjoy a good mystery. And so uh, that's what's got me hooked on it. Okay. Is that you're trying to figure out what the heck is going on. Okay. Makes sense. Excellent. Might have to look into it. You know, like I, I like horror to an extent. Be like You go back yeah. to like uh, Halloween or John Carpenter's Halloween. Or- See, I, I won't even do that. That's how... So this is probably really, really mild. Um, Dallas described it the other day as a, like, almost like a watered-down version of Saw. Oh, okay. okay. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah, I see that. So, but it's, like I said, I just, I don't handle most horror well. So if I'm handling it, it's pretty weak. Okay. okay. Yeah, well, uh, John Carpenter's original Halloween is more more suspense than horror it's mm. more okay what's going on gotcha. like as as the audience you know what's happening but everybody else doesn't know this so you're more in suspense that oh my gosh where's the boogeyman gotcha. <laughs> or what's gonna happen if i can ask yeah. a stupid question is that yeah. the how the, one of the two halloween movies we reviewed for movie of the week yes so I have seen, is this the first one? The first one. John Carpenter's okay. Halloween, 1970. I remember my thought was, will you just kill her already? <laughs> you can't kill no Jamie Lee Curtis. Other, other than a guy running around in a Captain Kirk mask. It's like, well, cor- well cor- correction, they did kill Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween Resurrection was the dumbest movie I've ever seen. That was so stupid. I wouldn't know because I've only seen two Halloween movies total. Ah, Both just called Halloween as far as I know. Yeah. Technically, the newer Halloween is a sequel to Halloween. Yeah, because that's not confusing. Yeah, in the that's slightest. not confusing at all. <laughs> anyway, but I, I, makes I, total I, sense. Yeah, <laughs> totally get it. Totally get it. Uh, not not every franchise is for everybody, and you can't you can't force anybody to watch anything because you like it. <laughs> right. You also realize you're talking to me, who doesn't like horror, not because it's scary most of the time, but because there's almost no story. It seems like, half uh, the time. yeah, I, I, I can and see I that. don't, and, and I, and cruddy special effects, like affects most of the early horror stuff, just doesn't do anything for me. Very true, but that's just me. Yeah, totally get it. Anyway, anything else you've been watching, Celeste? Um, I have several shows that I have on continuously watching. Uh watching through the second season of Sailor Moon every once in a while. Ah. Watching through uh, Deep Space 9 every once in a while. Okay. Good show. So, I'm have I'm struggling with Deep Space 9. Where Sailor in Deep Moon Space just depends on my mood. Well, yes, that's understandable. Where in Deep Space 9 are you? I'm still in the first season. Okay, yeah, it doesn't really pick up real good till third season. I'll just give you that warning. 
That's what I've heard. But so it's one I will, of those that if you've gotten past the episode, move along home. You're it's I all have. uphill from there. That's the one where they're stuck. It's like Jumanji on on the on the space station. Oh, Dallas brought up something interesting. It oh yeah, reminded me. We just watched an episode of Star Wars Visions, and that was really good. Which one? Um, we watched the Seventh Jedi. Ah, that's actually I, I enjoyed that one actually. It was we we really enjoyed. It. I think at the moment it's my favorite. Excellent. I don't know. I still like the action of uh, tw- the twins, but that's just me. it made no sense. Just like Promare, <laughs> exactly. Uh, just just like just like that 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 Studio how, Trigger. Nothing makes sense, but it's so awesome. Makes, how are they breathing? You you're, can't. You're thinking too take hard. Take off your helmet. It's not even thinking that hard. It's basic logic. <laughs> it's just supposed to look cool. That's Trigger in a nutshell. <laughs> I I, t- I totally get I so, totally get it. For yeah, us. I I get it. Is is just at the same time I'd seen Promare before this, and this looks like Star Wars Promare, and so I just kind of already turned my my brain off and don't <laughs> think about it too hard. It's I like mean, ooh, fun. Good. It's yeah. It's it's just one of those things. Of once I saw it, I was like, ooh, no, I can't. I can't stop thinking about it. Like there is a. Fair There's enough. a movie that I refuse to watch certain scenes because the lead actress A is wearing white in the middle of a battle scene, and well, two that's smart, right? Yeah. And she stays clean the whole time, and two, oh yeah, ah. she alternates between flats and heels every time it cuts to her. She's wearing a different shoe. Really? Well, that's I'm definitely like, a bad continuity issue, uh, but like, I assume that would also hurt making that many switches too. What? Stay with the flats. <laughs> <laughs> like if it was one thing, I could get it. I could be like, okay, she got tired. Somebody didn't notice. But the it's, fact that it kept going back and forth. Yeah, it's like Sonic from Sonic the Hedgehog, the newer film, where in the very the very end of the film, where he's he's been beaten by Robotnik, and, and he is beat up all to, to to heck and back. But his gloves, his gloves are perfectly white. Even throughout this battle, he goes to high-five Jane Marston's character, and his gloves are white! It's like, what I mean, in the world? Was he wearing gloves car- over his gloves? He's a cartoon, and the rest of him is... The rest of the world is not, though. Apparently. Uh, yeah, and, but at the same time, he, the the Sonic model on that does at least show wear and tear and oh, yeah. dirt throughout it. This is literally an, a spot where it just does not follow the logic, but yeah. anyway. Gotcha. Anyway, any, anything else before we go into ours? Nope, I think I'm good. All right, Jacob? Uh, I finished through Cowboy Bebop. I think I said that last week, but it's worth mentioning again. I really good show. You were finishing it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I watched Zootopia, which is a di- great Disney movie. Um, there again, if you have not watched Zootopia, have we we haven't reviewed this movie yet, have we? We reviewed Zootopia. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. So go check our review out of that film. Uh, I really enjoy the film. It's really well done. It's got a really good, powerful message behind it. Um, uh, and ever since, um, I've been tensing just watching, just throwing a film on while I'm drawing. No, nah. no, nah. but yeah, I just, I randomly pick up a film. It's like, Oh yeah, I haven't seen that in a while. No, nah, it was good. Now, granted, most of them are not coming off the top of my head because mm-hmm. I recently cleaned my apartment. Cause mostly, normally I have a stack of films right there that I've watched me like, Oh, check, 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 check. 
Now they're all back in the shelf. It's like, which one was it again? But I honestly can't remember. But I have been watching uh, quite a bit. Uh, ask me next week. The otherwise, I'll probably get a good list to it. But this week, not so much. <laughs> but okay. uh, can you tell I'm a scatterbrain like most of the time? Nah. <laughs> well, today you do appear to be a little more scatterbrain than normal. Yeah, you think, squirrel. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, that is all I've been watching, as uh, far as I remember. What have you been watching, Drew? I started watching Sonic Boom again after we got done with last week's episode. Ah, I'm a couple more episodes into it. It is still a goofy but fun show. It's far better than the game that it shares a name with. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've been watching some more of that. Uh, I don't know how much else I've actually sat down and watched. I know. I can tell you, I started a couple things. I've been mostly hanging out on YouTube and watching some stuff there, ah. but nothing that's really sticking out in my mind. Nothing that was a concerted effort. Mostly yeah. just you know going through the YouTube hole of what comes yes. up in recommendations. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, game wise, because I always throw in my games here. Uh, last night on the stream, I started uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. I can't remember the full name, so I'm just going to go with the, the number. Uh, and I, I I played the game before. Yeah. But it came out on PS4 the same time Spider-Man came out. And so you can imagine one distracted me from the other, because I couldn't play yes. both at the same time. So it's been two or three years since I played it, and so now I'm coming back to Dragon Quest XI, and I thought that'd be a fun one to stream. Uh... And then I've been playing a little bit of Zelda Breath of the Wild because I want to beat that before the sequel comes out, probably two years from now at this rate. And it may take uh, you that long. It may, well, considering I'm going full bore and actually going to attempt to 100% it, which is a lot. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to take a while. Uh, but really, that's all I've had a chance to do. Because uh, last week, even though I had gotten back from the cruise, last week was a bit of a busy week playing catch-up. So I didn't get a chance to watch or play a whole, whole lot. But yeah, that's where I'm at there. All right, good deal. And uh, we don't really have much news, No, correct? not really. Far as I, far as I understood and far uh, research I've done, not really. I know of two things. Okay, shoot. First is actually podcast news yes. for us. We have a store. Yay, we got merch! You can actually go and buy a t-shirt with our logo on it. Yay! That's as far as we've creatively gone so far. Yeah, more to come. A couple other stuff, but yeah, it's over on Redbubble. Uh, I'll make sure to post the uh, link in the show notes for this episode so y'all can find that. Uh, But yeah, uh, go check that out. And then uh, other little bit of news. Yeah, just a little. Uh, today, when we're recording this, which is the 5th, uh, Nintendo released the last, uh, released the news on who the last fighter for DLC Pack 2 of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is. And the only reason I bring that up is because... He brings it up all the time. Uh, yeah, he comes up every show. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, it's Sora from Kingdom Hearts, and, uh... Yeah, now I have to decide truly if so. If now Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is a Kingdom Hearts game for Kingdom Hearts <laughs> connections, 
I do have it on this one, but we'll see if I continue that. Yeah, that'll be fun. I will. Yeah. Yeah, uh, six, six degrees to Kingdom Hearts. At this point, he almost is. <laughs> I mean, there was a couple back there. It's like, you really pulled it. Yeah, you did. You told me. I mean, one of them, for Fantastic Mr. Fox, I pulled a songwriter. Yeah, you did. For a that licensed was, song. Whoa, okay. That's, that like, was the closest I could get Like on a that, deep but. cut. It was like, wow. That's yeah, amazing. So we got that going. And we've talked about getting back to that Kingdom Hearts stream. Yes, we have. we don't have a date on it yet. No. So keep an eye out for that when we get back to it. Yeah. Other than that, I think that's all the news we got. All right. So now... We need to get into our spoiler-free section of our review for yep. uh, our first movie of Halloween month. <laughs> that wasn't as good a cho- choice as I thought it was going to be. But too late. It's there, it's there now. It is from a horror movie, technically. Or com- comedy horror movie. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Celeste, uh, yes. what's your spoiler-free thoughts on 2019's The Addams Family? <laughs> um... I oh mm. <laughs> trying to figure out how to phrase this because I don't I don't want to give away spoilers. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie for what it was. Okay, okay. That's pretty much it because everything else I have goes into the more specifics. Fair enough. Okay, Jacob, your spoiler-free thoughts. My spoiler-free thoughts. Uh, it has good animation and. Most of it. it has good animation in for the style it's using. It has mm-hmm. good animation. Uh, it's got a good message, which it then kind of distorts a little bit. But we'll get there. We'll get there when we get there. Uh, would I recommend the film? I thought that was later in the podcast. Yeah, that is true. That is. Well, later. I mean, sometimes we do it in the spoiler-free section. So, I mean, it's, you can do it if you want. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, so I, that's just I, not I, a full rating. I mean, that is, this true. is kind of, I always look at the spoiler free section as the consumer reports review. Ah. Yeah, that makes sense. That All does right. make more sense. All right. Would I recommend it? I'll talk about the end of the end of the end of the podcast. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, is it family friendly? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all I want to get into the non-spoiler section. What about you, Drew? This was my second attempt at watching this movie when I reviewed it. Because the first time, I actually tried it last year when we were still uh, in your brother's uh, 100 new movie challenge. I started it during that. Oh, yeah. I got. I think I turned it off right when it shifted to the home and gar- the HGTV oh thing. yeah okay okay and i, I never why. came back to it okay oh, no. uh, until, until now um I, I i think i was also busy at the time and it just i had to turn it off and i just didn't get a chance to come back to it but i mean uh is for what it is it is a good movie uh, i don't I, definitely kids can go watch this yeah. it's definitely made for kids oh, i think yeah. primarily uh it's not made by four kids Thankfully. <laughs> Although I wouldn't be surprised if they tried at one point. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, it's a it's a good movie for what it is. I, I've got issues with it. And I, this may just be because I... I don't know. We'll get into that here in a minute. But, yeah, I mean, it's a good enough movie for what it is. I don't think it's a movie for me. But other than that, 
I don't see a reason why you shouldn't go watch it if you want to go watch it. So, yeah, that's how that is. So, anything else before we hit the bumpers? Nope. All right. Then we will go ahead and hit the bumpers, and we'll see y'all on the other side. Don't forget that you can download... Download? Don't forget that you can't... Don't forget that you can listen to us record the podcast live every Tuesday over on our Facebook page, The Cellcast, our uh, Twitch channel, The Cellcast Gaming, and on YouTube at Cellcast. Also, don't forget to join our Patreon if you would like to support us monetarily. At $1, you'll get our everlasting thanks. At at our $5 tier, you can get some artwork from Jacob. And on our $10 tier, you can get bloopers for every for, for every episode we've released that I've remembered to release them for. And you can get commentaries from different movies. So come check us out over there if you would like to support us financially. This podcast is part of the Culture Box Media Network. For more great content like this, go to the website in the description. There you will find other great shows such as Geek Devotions, which is a collaboration of devoted geeks that are devoted to letting people know that they are loved. They produce a weekly geek culture-infused devotional, their podcast Com Talk, and written articles, all designed to encourage and challenge people in the geek community, bridging the gap between their faith and their geekdoms. You can find their content specifically at geekdevotions.com. Do you like trivia shows but wish you could stay a little longer with the contestants? Do you wish that if those contestants didn't know the answer from memory, they could Google the answers? Do you love finding out how many of certain objects fit between the Earth and the Moon? And do you want a game show that is completely unfair? Then might I suggest The Raw Quiz Show, where Ryan Ashley Wall pits and competes against five different combatants each season to see who is the true trivia champion. And you can find it over at Pop Americana, which the podcast you're listening to is also a part of. Go to the link in the description to find out more. The following is a spoiler-filled review. Be careful when you listen to The Addams Family. Neat. Sweet. Petite. The Addams Family, 2019, was directed by Greg Tiernan who uh, also has directed many episodes of Thomas and Friends. The, uh, you know, Thomas, Thomas the Tank the Engine. Yeah. Okay. It was also written and directed by Conrad Vernon, who oh. wrote and directed, I believe, Monsters vs. Aliens. I knew that'd be his reaction. <laughs> Help! <laughs> I enjoyed that movie. It's not bad, but it's got issues. Yeah, it has I mean, issues. oh yeah, it, it has issues. <laughs> yes, not but... saying it doesn't. <laughs> uh, it was also written by Matt Lieberman, who wrote Scoob. Ray, Ray, And uh, Erica Rivenoja, I probably said that name wrong, my apologies, who also wrote Trolls. Oh, okay. Trolls Works. wasn't bad. And of course, it was based on the comic characters created by Charles Adams. Mm-hmm. 
Getting into the cast, we've got Oscar Isaac as Gomez Adams, and he's most famous for playing Poe Dameron in Star Wars. Uh, Charlie's Theron was Morticia Adams, and I mainly know her from playing Imperator Furiosa in Mad Max Fury Road. Chloe Grace Moretz uh, played Wednesday Adams, and she was in Tom and Jerry, but I can't remember the person named the a character named Kayla. Do you remember who that was? Because I don't. Kayla. I think that was. Some... I haven't, s- I haven't was seen that the movie, the main but character? I think she was the main character. It could yeah. be. Yeah, it was the main character. It's been so long. I kind of wiped that one from my mind. <laughs> Understood. Uh, Finn Wolfhard uh, played Pugsley Adams, mm. and in Stranger Things, he plays Mike Wheeler, one of the main kids. Leave the main kid, actually. Yeah. Um, Nick Kroll was uh, Uncle Fester. And uh, in Captain Underpants, the first epic movie, he played Professor Poopy Pants. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. That's going to be on the list at some point. You know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Funzy. I can tell you're excited. Yeah. Can I go jump? Over the bridge now. <laughs> it's not come out yet. Uh, Conrad Vernon, who was our writer and director earlier, he also was the voice of Lurch, the priest, and the spirit of the house, and Dr. Flambe. Hmm. And uh, he played Gingerman, Gingerbread Man in Shrek. The Muffin Man! Yeah, him. The Muffin Man! And supposedly, Snoop Dogg was the voice of Cousin It. I could see that. I'm glad you can, because I think they paid a lot of money for not a lot of good. Because well, anybody could have done that. On, on the second viewing, on the second viewing, like, when he's talking, you can hear Snoop Dogg just a little bit through the distortion. I will just take- a little, I'm talking the minute detail. It's like, oh, there's Snoop. You know what? I will take your word for it. I still don't think that was a good use of money. <laughs> Ag- agreed. It was cool how his character arrived. That was cool. True. That's, that's what makes me think... Oh, that must be Snoop Dogg the most, I mean, is how yeah. he arrived. It was the fact that they were playing one of his songs. Yeah, and he rolled up in a big, yeah, what looked like a Cadillac. But in terms of actually listening to Cousin It talk, I'm not sure if that was Snoop Dogg or if that was Conrad Vernon again. I mean... <laughs> but anyway, uh, Bette Midler was the voice of Grandma, mm-hmm. and... Uh, she is the she played Winifred Sanderson in Hocus Pocus. And there's supposed to be a Hocus Pocus 2 coming out on Disney Plus. That's what I've yep. heard. I'm actually kind of looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Uh Allison Janey is uh, the voice of Margot Needler, our villain of the piece. Oh yeah. And uh in DuckTales 2018, Woo! she was uh Goldie O'Gilt. Who? Goldie O'Gilt? Goldie O'Gilt. Hey. I've not gotten that far to run into her character when I've watched that show, so I couldn't tell you. Uh, Elsie Fisher was Parker Needler, and in Despicable Me, she's the voice of Agnes. Oh, okay, so she just needs to let it go. Wrong Wrong franchise. (laughs) Studio. Name. I'm not following your connection, actually. (laughs) This is Agnes, not Elsa. No, the... Voice actress, the voice Allison? actress. Allison? No, sorry. Elsie? Elsie. Elsa. Elsa, close enough. <laughs> okay. No. I'll, I'll let it go. 
I'll let it go. I can't turn it back now, so let's just move forward. <laughs> you know what? Sure. I'll let it go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so no one's going to joke on that one. <laughs> Moving on. Martin Short was the voice of Grandpa Frump. And in Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause, he was Jack Frost. Uh, yes. Catherine O'Hara played Grandma Frump. Uh-huh. And in Netflix's A Series of Unfortunate Events, he, uh, she played Dr. Orwell. Mm. Yes. Titus Burgess played Glenn. And in Smurfs the Lost Village, he played Vanity Smurf. And Jennifer Lewis played Great Auntie Sloom. And in The Princess and the Frog, she played Mama Odie. Oh, okay. Nice. I still haven't, I still haven't seen that movie. <gasps> you have to watch that one. It will come up eventually. Yeah. It's just I don't get in much of a hurry at this point with Disney. It's, it's, a, good, <laughs> it's a good movie. The ending is just... And I've, I've heard yes. this from him for the past three years, so it doesn't help. <laughs> he doesn't like the ending of the movie. No. Okay. <laughs> don't I don't know. We'll have we we will talk about that later. Yes, I have Ooh. questions. Okay. We are we going to be putting out extra bonus content of a debate <laughs> on our patron channel? This is almost I what mean, it makes I, like. I was planning on just bringing up the conversation in Discord, but that's me. <laughs> Either way, uh, getting into the Kingdom Hearts connections for this one. Yeah. Uh, all four of the ones I've got here are additional voices in the Adams family. Okay. Ben Driskin is uh, also the voice of young Xehanort in Kingdom Hearts. Okay. Audrey Walesky played Turk in the uh, Tarzan level. Mm-hmm. You've already seen. Yes. And additional voices in Kingdom Hearts. And Michelle Ruff was additional voices in Kingdom Hearts. And due to Smash Brothers apparently now being a Kingdom Hearts game to some degree, Cassandra Lee Morris is uh, also the voice of Morgana and Sothis in Smash Brothers. Ah. Which Sora's now a part of. Yes. So yeah, that's that connection. There, 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 is, there are more connections to Drew to draw from. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. Yes. <laughs> What is we got an info and stuff? All right, so info that and stuff. Not English. <laughs> stuff and watch. <laughs> stuff and watch. Anyway, info and stuff. All right, all right. So you're available to watch it if you are a subscriber or you, uh, yeah, you subscribe to Hulu. Yeah, you can watch it there. Uh, everywhere else, you're paying like two ninety nine, three ninety nine to review it or not review. It. That's what we do. Uh, to go to watch, watch it, it, to go watch it if you want, you can go watch it on most of your, uh, uh, what do you call those? Streaming services? Streaming services, thank you. Because <laughs> sometimes I go blank and it's like, what's that word again? It's alright, it's alright. Did you see that? He jumped. <laughs> <laughs> Ray, I can't write very easy. <laughs> alright, so, I, I am DB... As a 5.4 out of 10. Production. Mm. Metro Golden Marrow, also known as MGM. Alright, so Braun Creative, the Jackal Group. So, what do they come around? Just <laughs> all the time. Uh, Cinecite Studios. I know, I'm weird, I get it. 
All right. Um, Night. I'm probably going to butcher it. Uh, Nitrogen Studios. It was distributed by Univer- uh, United Artists Releasing in the United States and Canada and Universal Pictures Internationally. The release date was October 11th, 2019. Box Office had an estimated budget of $24 million. Its opening weekend was $30 million, $30.3 million on October 13th, 2019. Its U.S. and Canada gross was $107 million. Its world, you know, the entire world, uh, was $203.7 million. Its home release. The movie was released digitally on December 27th, 2019. And on DVD and Blu-ray on January 21st, 2020 by Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. Sequel on October 15th, 2019. So basically they announced the film. The movie was released October 11th of 2019. The sequel is announced October 15th. So four days later, they announced the sequel. I found that interesting. All right. It so must it was, have made a lot of money that weekend. Apparently. <laughs> All right. So it was announced by MGM that a sequel was scheduled to be released October 21st, 2020, October 22nd, 2021. It was later pushed back to October 8th, 2021 on January 21st. I can't talk today. October 24th. Yeah, I'm getting like yeah, it's all Slow getting confused. down. Yes, focus. Get a doggy biscuit. You'll be fine. Did you take your oils. Yes, I did. Okay, okay. <laughs> all right. So on January twenty first, two thousand twenty one, it was pushed back again to October first of two thousand twenty one. Uh, that also will allow for another MGM another time to die to take its slot. No time to die. No time to die. That's what I'm just now coming out this week. Yes. All right. So there again, the movie did get pushed back due to Corona, uh, Corona, uh, COVID, COVID nineteen, the pandemic, and yeah, apparently it's no longer coming. To I don't think it's coming. Oh no, wait, man, I'm reading that wrong. It is in theaters. It is in theaters. Uh, As of August 2021, the film shifted its release to. To be released on demand rental and theaters on October 1st of 2021. And yeah, that's basically all the information I've got for the sequel. Okay. Or basically it's release date. So yes, the movie is coming to theaters. Thank it's, you. It's actually in theaters it's right actually, now. Yeah, right now. Thank you. And we're actually going to go react to it. Yes, we are. This weekend. So yes. tune in Ooh. for that. Anyway. Yes. Are y'all ready for the summary? Yes, go ahead. An angry mob that disapproves of macabre nature disrupts the midnight wedding ceremony of Gomez and Morticia and drives them away from the rest of the Adams clan. During the chaos, Grandma and buys Fester time to evacuate Gomez, Morticia, and Thing. Gomez and Morticia decide to move to New Jersey, a place no one would be caught dead in. Technically, except for Charles Adams, who created the, uh, com- the comic strip, but that's beside the point. Uh, 
There, Gomez, Morticia, and Thing find their perfect home in an abandoned asylum on a hill. They meet Lurch, an escaped mental patient, whom they hit when Thing was driving their car and immediately recruit him as their butler. Thirteen years later, the Adams family continue to live their gloomy lives in isolation from the outside world. Gomez prepares his son Pugsley for his upcoming mazurka, a rite of passage that every Adams family member takes. Morticia struggles to keep their daughter Wednesday from wanting to experience the world outside the mansion after a balloon and confetti appear on their property. Elsewhere, reality TV host Margot Needler, who is building a perfect planned community called Assimilation, so her show will have a successful season finale, discovers the Adams Family household and becomes determined to rid the town of it when the family refuses to change. Starting with spreading rumors about the Adamses through social media, claiming that they are freaks. Wednesday then meets Margot's neglected daughter Parker and convinces Morticia to let her attend junior high school. Pugsley struggles with the complicated traditions and pressures of his mazurka, even with the guidance of Gomez and Uncle Fester. Grandma arrives at the house for the event. At school, Wednesday stands up for Parker and her twin friends Layla and Kayla from their school's bully, Bethany, and befriends them after she resurrects some dead frogs and commands them to attack Bethany. Later on, the two discuss their frustrations and change their dressing habits. Parker becomes more gothic and Wednesday dresses more colorfully to the shock of both their mothers, with Margot vowing to destroy the Adamses. After an argument with Morticia, Wednesday decides to run away in secret and stay with Parker for a while, which Pugsley inadvertently tells Morticia. As Cousin It arrives at the Adams household, Wednesday and Parker discover a secret room under Parker's house, revealing that Margot has planted hidden cameras in every house she designed in town. Margot catches the two and locks them in the attic, but Wednesday breaks them out, Margot rallies the townsfolk to attack the mansion just as the entire Adams clan arrive for Pugsley's mazurka. During the mazurka, Pugsley fails in front of the whole family, but Gomez admits he forgot to let him be who he is. The mob arrive, flinging boulders, severely damaging the mansion and trapping the family inside. Pugsley uses his love of bombs and destruction to defend his family and manages to destroy the mob's trebuchet. Wednesday and Parker join in and help everyone out of the wreckage safely with the help of the living tree Ichabod. As Margot tries to take control once more, her treachery is revealed by Parker. They see that the Adamses are not monsters, but a family, as Wednesday and Parker states that everyone is weird in their own unique way, revealing that Margot has been spying on assass- assimilation citizens. Um, Margot's agent... Glenn carries a message from the network stating that her show is now canceled for her crimes thanks to Parker's live-streaming her tirade against the civilians with her phone. As Fester comes up with a compromise for Margot, assimilations uh, c- civilians realize the error of their ways. After they work together to rebuild the mansion, the Adams's fam- Adams family and assimilations c- citizens live in peace. Margot becomes Fester's business partner, selling homes to other members of the Adams clan, and Pugly completes his mazurka. Getting into the trivia for this, uh, Gomez mentions a relative named Xander, who was the black sheep of the family for failing the, the mazurka. In the original comics, Xander was a college graduate, which still made him the black sheep of the family. Mm. <laughs> The character designs of the family are directly inspired from the Charles Adams comics, which portrayed them as more macabre and ghoulish for the sake of black comedy. Notably, Wednesday looks solemn, Pugsley is energetic, and Lurch has only one working eye. 
Wednesday has a pet octopus named Socrates in the film. In Adam, the, Ad, the original Adams Family television series in 1964, the pet octopus was called Aristotle and was actually owned by Pugsley. While in the 1991 film, it is excluded, but it's like, but for its likeness on the foot of Wednesday's bed. Thing is a left hand in this version, unlike previous incarnations where he is usually a right hand. Although in the original television show, he would sometimes change back and forth as a joke. Uh, Pugsley's room is filled with various road signs. In the 1991 Adams Family movie, Pugsley was shown to have a hobby of collecting stop signs and various other road warning signs. Uh, the Adams Family coming of age ceremony is called the Mazurka after a lively Polish folk dance. I did not know that. Mm. Uh, Oscar Isaac and Charlie Theron recorded their lines separately and did not actually meet until doing press for this movie. Let's skip ahead to a couple of these. Uh, actually, that's pretty much going to be, I think, all it for the trivia for this one. Okay. So, uh, Celeste, what is your first like for this movie? So, my first like for this movie is the generalized feel of the movie. Like, it definitely captured some of the creep of the Adams family like it's it's like it's kind of creepy but it's not because this is normal for them so it it normalizes creep if that makes sense okay i can see that yeah jacob my first like it has a stellar cast i'm talking we like uh isaac's charlie's they're on uh just go on and on and on. Be like, you're talking like top tier actors. Top tier actors to do this film. Now, granted, that is very common nowadays. Uh, you go back to the, I would say probably the 80s. Go back to um, uh, Oliver and Company. The fact that they had uh, Billy Joel as the main character. And like using using big actors in like yeah he he played the 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 cool cat let's say that but nowadays you have like every movie has like big they have to get the big actors in every movie but in this movie it's called stunt casting huh it's called stunt casting stunt casting right didn't know that okay okay but yeah it's the the cast is very well done uh they they betray the characters the way the the script and a re- a reflection of what the characters are in the mythology of the series and i really enjoy that even though i don't have a broad experience when it comes to the Adams family uh my experience is the 1990 movie a little bit of the cartoon and this so for all those who are the hardcore Adams family Adams family uh Entre- not entrepreneurs, but fans, fans, you know, the big fanatics out there are probably like, well, he didn't mention this because I don't know it. Sorry. But yeah, it's, it's, it's got a stellar cast that it's, they, they, the, the characters they betray, it's down to a T. Now I can, I have some dislikes like we always do, but mm-hmm. uh, that's my first like is it has a stellar cast. All right. All right. What's your number first like? 
My first like actually is the fact that the character designs are so closely mimicking the actual original comic strip art. That is true. Yes. They, that is so true. It, it was to a point when I was doing my research for it, for it, and I actually went back and tried to look at uh, find some of the comics. I realized, yeah, that's is pretty. They pretty much did a spot on recreation of. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's there's some differences because you have to make some concessions for 2D versus 3D mm-hmm. and stuff. But I mean, for the most part, it, it, I appreciate the adapting the actual art style from the original and actually having it still look like that because that does not always happen right. in some of these movies. Case in point, uh, Astro Boy from a couple episodes ago. Mm. But, I mean, this looks like it's just spot spot on, and I appreciate that, actually, for at least most of our main cast. All right. Yeah. Uh, Celeste, what's your second dis- uh, like? Like. Like. We're still in likes. Yeah, don't I, get ahead of yourself. <laughs> I appreciated... Uh, all the small nods. There were several things that were done and said that were nods to other parts of the movie. Not the movie, the series, the lore. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that when What's-Her-Face uh, renovated the home, it was ah. all pink. That was a nod to the fact that in the original show, black and white show, mm-hmm. the house was pink to make yeah. it look dark enough on black that and makes white sense. film. Yeah. I'd, so I, I was that. like I'd read that, yeah. When they were when they painted it pink, I was like, oh, they're painting it pink. Because <laughs> it was pink. So like there was a couple of, of little things like that that I was like, oh that's a nod. That's a hey, we see that. We we acknowledge that. We honor that. So I thought that showed that the the writers cared mm-hmm. about the lore. Which okay. also doesn't always happen. True. True. Jacob, your second like. My second like would be being odd and weird is normal. So True. let me expound upon that idea. All right. So through the course of the film, it's always be like, be like everybody else. Be like everybody else. Don't be original. Don't be this. Don't be that. Just be, you know, be the cookie cutter like everybody else is. That's the only problem is we can't. Because one, we're you know, if we're following Christ's commands, simply we're gonna be set apart. We're gonna be different yeah. than mm-hmm. everybody else, and be like, why in the world are you so different? Well, let me tell you why I'm different. Because yeah. the the world, if you look at, if you look at the definitely the high school demographic, the idea they always claim, oh, I'm different. I'm different than everybody else. No, you're not. You're a cookie cutter of like. The same mold's been going on since, I don't know, the 60s. Yeah, they're unique, just like everybody else. Yeah, you're unique, just like everybody else. So the idea of we're going to be weird and odd, that there again, if we're going from a Christian standpoint, that's what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to stand out. We're supposed to be the the ones that are, you know, not doing everything else the world tells you to do. You're doing what Christ commands you to do. So yeah, we're weird. And on. There's nothing wrong with being weird and odd. Sometimes be like, if you allow the world to get in your head, be like, it's more, you got to be normal. You got to be chill. You can't do this. You can't just, like, don't be weird. Don't be odd. Because sometimes I've struggled with that for a long time in my life. Be like, I I hate that I'm odd. I hate that I'm weird. Uh, But the idea that God made us that way, we're all kind of unique and quirky and we have different things and that's what 
God designed us with in mind, not, you know, like we're all robots and we do, you know, we have no free will of our own. We're all robots. But just in the, the general sense that God gave us a personality, gave us kind of a, a free will to be kind of weird nod. So I, I, I enjoy that. I enjoy that. The idea that this movie kind of points out, be like, Hey, it's okay to be weird. Nod. We all have our quirks. So yeah, I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. Okay. One of the weird quirks about me leads into my second like, in okay. the fact that I am, I, I sometimes feel like I'm strange in that I like fan service such as the last couple seconds of this movie where they completely painstakingly yep. recreated the opening theme, uh, uh, the opening sequence of the old television yes. show. Down to the point where uh, you can even see the minute movements in the characters from the, from the, I, I watched these like back to back because I wanted to double check this, but even minute movements is captured almost exactly. I mean, there's, the Lurch's playing in that one spot is different, but for the most yeah. part, so, so much of it is, it's spot on, and it's like, okay, I, I really appreciate that. And then they go into the weird pop version right after that, and that was annoying, but that's <laughs> that's beside the point. Uh, but, I mean, I, 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 it's to some degree I wish more show, more, more uh, adaptations of classic stuff, yeah. especially classic television, did stuff like that because if there's one thing I miss with modern television is the fact that we don't do opening theme songs anymore. And I, I just love that they actually brought it back for this. So Agreed. even if it was at the end and I think I would have preferred it at the very beginning, but whichever, uh, so yeah, that's my, uh, that's my second, like, uh, Celeste, I, I know you like the Adams family and all, but you yeah. got to have a dislike at, le- at least one dislike for this movie. I know. So, what don't you like? So I didn't like that they almost seemed to downplay Morticia and, Ro- and Gomez's marriage. Mm-hmm. That's that was always the best part of the '90s movie is just how in love with each other they are. Like they're weird, they're creepy, and they're kooky, mm-hmm. as the song says. Mm-hmm. But they genuinely love each other, and as a result, love their kids. And you didn't see a ton of that. Oh yeah, we only got the the, the French uh, the, the, fr- the French turning Gomez on joke once. Yeah, and that's True. more common than that usually. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then you also like there was no tango. Like I understand mm-hmm. they needed to tone some of that down because it was a kids' movie, but I feel like they could have implemented it in different ways. Yeah. So it just seemed it seemed. Like, that was an aspect that was missing. Well, if I can jump ahead of Jacob, because mine's going to kind of touch on that. Okay, go ahead. Uh, The Addams Family, if you go back to the original comics, is meant to be a satire of the the, the American nuclear family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So as the family has changed so uh, as cultures change of course family dynamics are going to change as we go forward and like you're said like you said they really don't even reflect that this is a i mean they, they leave out the love between the parents that i'm used to seeing yeah especially from the tv show because that's where that's the adams family i grew up on and uh sorry distracted uh and i, I miss that it's not there I, I feel like many of the characters are a little 
shallow. They're not as deep as I kind of would prefer. I, I feel like they could have done more with the characterizations, and they just don't show a whole lot of uh, of what I expect from the Adams family because they're supposed to be essentially like it says at the end of the movie. They're just a family. They're just a strange family. Yeah. And yeah. while they do have a lot of, fam- they, I can see how the family works together because you even got uh, Wednesday essentially rebelling in the most non-rebellious way. I think. Yeah, possible. true. Uh, but she's she's rebelling against uh, feeling like she has to be the way her family is and is wanting to try new things. But and Pugsley is trying his best to make his dad proud. Sure. And feel like he's a member of the family, but I I don't really feel like we stay with that storyline enough for it to be the focus of the movie that Mm -hmm. I kind of think it should be. I'm not saying we have to go like super deep with this stuff. It's just I I appreciate when there's enough there for kids as well as for the adults watching. I feel like they kind of assume the adults are in there just to make sure the kids don't, you know, tear up the theater in many ways. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I don't think they wrote enough for the adults to actually be entertained by this. Which doesn't make a lot of sense in my mind because, I mean, adults should be wanting to go to see it. Especially uh, to take their kids to an Addams Family movie because they grew up watching the Addams Family, either TV show or movie. Right. And I, I feel like it's not really making that connection there. So, that's just my opinion on it. Uh, Celeste, oh, sorry, Jacob, <laughs> your first like. I forgot I jumped ahead. No, you're good. My first dislike. Dislike, sorry. There is no consistency in this film. <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's harsh. I understand that. But let me explain a little bit. Okay, so I am, I'm an artist. I'm a designer. I see these things all the time. Definitely when you're, okay. So first off, the characters' costumes, their designs. They'll be like, I'm not talking about the, 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 character designed themselves more their clothing mm-hmm. so in the first when they're in the homeland it's like okay they're roughly in italy i don't know they don't give a time frame it's just the old country it says the old country so it's somewhere like somewhere in europe i'm yeah, assuming it's, it's, Eastern it's in europe. europe and they don't give a time date where this is so you have people walking around in modern clothing except for like you see two guys walking down fedoras and then be like, they're suddenly walking around with pitchforks. <laughs> and like, and see, here's what threw me off. You say it's modern clothing. To me, it looks like I, I could see this in like an old, uh, like, uh, I, I swear I've seen this in like old monster movies, that type of clothing. Yeah. Like, uh, Frankenstein and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which I feel is what they're actually shooting for. Yeah, I agree. So I don't, I, maybe I'm missing the modern clothing you're seeing, but I'm seeing, you know, maybe like, 1910, 1920. Yeah, but their clothing is more along the lines of 1990. You, I'm going to take your word for that yeah. because I don't, I disagree. But okay, yeah, just from from my perspective. Now, granted, this is my perspective. It's only. supposed to be around 1990. Anyway. Yeah, it's supposed to be around 1990. So that makes sense. But I'm thinking, like, okay, they're supposed to be monsters, quote unquote. Be like, but and there, there's a lot of inconsistencies in this film where. You have the uh, the the sword. They call it a what is it? A saber? Yeah. No, that's not a saber. That's a cutlass. <laughs> it is a Arab cutlass. 
they, they, they keep they keep calling it a saber the entire time. It's like, no. Have you ever held a sword in your hands? No. It, I mean, like, apparently uh, they No, haven't. I haven't. <laughs> yeah, I have several times. We can fix that, Drew. Yeah, I'm we sure. can fix that very the, easily. The only sword I've had is this little plastic one back here. <laughs> and that doesn't really I got count. a katana in. I got a katana in the apartment. I can let you <laughs> swing I'm around. I'm sure the landlady loves doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she heard nothing. <laughs> But no, be like that. That drove me nuts. The uh, the inconsistency of people like like one uh, Gomez and Morticia. Like yes, be like 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 well like like you said. Uh, there, the idea these two characters are madly in love with each other, and we don't see that. Yeah. We, we we see a little bit here and there, but this should be all over the movie. Mm-hmm. And when they say, "Oh, this is gross, this is grotesque," or something like that, because they're trying, it's a it's a parody of the idea of like the the Partridge Family or something like that. Or that's a little bit later earlier later on, but you know what I mean. The I know what every, you mean. everything's nice and neat, and you don't say you know you know like, "Oh, it's disgusting, it's foul, ooh, it's evil." But yeah, that's what these people do. But then in certain scenes, they it's like, "Ooh, that's nice. Ooh, that's lovely." I'm like, "Wait a minute." That makes no sense to these characters. So it it breaks with character, like in certain scenes, because they want to make this joke, but the joke doesn't land. And there again, the jokes have landed in this film. For me, they never did. I didn't think this movie was funny at all. No, there were a few jokes that landed for me, but I'll get yeah. into that later. I'll be like, there there were a few, there were a few, but be like for watching the nineteen nineties movie and the cartoon that was funny this really didn't land joke wise it kind of landed flat in a lot of ways so i'm gonna get my soapbox for that one that's my first one there's a lot of inconsistencies and a lot of plot threads that are kind of dropped all right that's mine okay celeste what's your second dislike i'm hoping you've got one i really don't (laughs) okay Okay. I I I enjoyed the movie. All right. Like it has I'm its not, plot holes, yeah. but it's I I went into it going this is not going to be the same because it's a kids movie. So yeah. the only thing that I really was missing was the romance. I got gotcha. you. Fair enough. Fair enough. My second dislike. Well, to quote Gomez in this movie, that certainly is a thing you did. Now, what was it? I'm not saying this is a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination. It's just not as good as I wanted it to be. Uh, I feel like they dropped plot lines a lot of times. I feel like you could have made a lot of this stuff stronger if you would have focused a little more on uh, a couple things. I don't really mind that the movie is focused more on Wednesday and Pugsley as their storylines at least for the most part, take precedence on the events going on, but then you still have this thing going on with the manufactured villain, because I feel like they could have told the story of of, of Wednesday and Pugsley maybe even stronger if we didn't have this extra villain in there that I don't really feel ever was a threat. I, 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 I take that back. She is a threat to what's going on, but I feel like it could have been stronger if you had if it was more the Adams versus the town 
than the Adams versus Margot, if that makes sense. But it really, but like in because overall, it really wasn't right. Because when you get to the end of it, when the town accepts them, it's just because they shot. It's they, they the town rejected the Adams not because of anything the Adams really did, other than just being strange. Yeah, but because Margot pretty much threw her. Uh, Wait around her social uh, network pretty much lied and said, "Here's how horrible these people really are." Mm-hmm. It's like you could have said that about anybody, not specifically the Adams. Yeah, the town is more hating the Adams, not because the Adams are crazy and strange and weird, but because they social media tells them to not like them. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel that's almost antithetical to what an Adams family thing is supposed to be. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. I don't yeah. know. It just feels like they, the film could have been stronger and had more of this focus on the Adams family is what's it being strange is what's separating it from the, from the town, but they had to throw in, and I don't even mind her being a ringleader. It's just, it felt like she, it was more Adams versus Margot instead of Adams versus town. Yeah. And I kind of wanted more Adams versus Town. That's just how I kind of look at it. I can see that. But at the same time, you do have the whole, this is a great example of mob mentality and how people can be whipped up into a fear without even realizing why they are so scared. And I'm not saying that's not, I, I don't even think they did that story as good as they could have. It felt like because it felt like we had two competing concepts for what the movie needed to be. Yeah. Instead of having a a, a general focus, I guess it's just one of those things where I could tell. And the fact that both storylines end in like five seconds (laughs) just kind of it's like it goes from being the the climax to okay, we're all good now, and also. Margot gets absolutely no repercussions other than losing her show. Pretty She's much. got now a high-priced realty job selling to essentially the Adamses, and nobody in town cares. Pretty she, sure that uh, she should have been arrested for those cameras. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, agreed. Completely she agreed. She should have been arrested for those cameras, but... There, there's and, the, and, and, and her spying and everything else, it's just... She's. I don't know if she, I would consider her a good villain. I guess. I guess that's maybe what maybe what my total issue is. And plus, she never got her comeuppance, which a yeah. villain at least should. Even if that villain grows and feels, you know, actual sorrow for what they've done mm-hmm. and everything. I don't even get that from her. It just feels like, oh, we hate you. Oh, you're 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 you need to sell these things. Hey, I got a plan, and and we're all, everything's everyone's happy. Yeah, it's like mm, there's, I, there's I, no I understand forgiveness and all, but. I would at least from a from a movie making point of view, I just wish there was she had more consequences she had to face mm. along with getting arrested. <laughs> at least getting arrested. But I mean, she doesn't even get re- facing negative repercussions from her neighbors, which should be worse than the arrest, I would assume under most circumstances. Just how people generally react, but right. Anyway. Jacob, all right, so mine kind of goes a little deeper. And this, it's, it's almost parallel to my, my first, my second like. Okay. It is where 
It's when Parker has decided to change her appearance, which is fine. Teenagers do that. It's the line that bothered me. I'm living my truth, mom. <laughs> so let, let's, let's, let's go deeper with that. Let's go deeper with that. The, okay. The idea that teenagers, every teenager has rebelled against their parents. And I know, uh, uh, a certain podcaster just really doesn't like that idea and definitely Disney films. <laughs> He's on next week. We can talk to him about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like that is a natural state for most teenagers. You rebel. And this this idea of it be like I'm living my truth. And a quote came up to me the other when I was thinking about this is actually from Adam Savage from Mythbusters. Oh, I reject your reality and substitute my own? Exactly. It's a side, this, this, this hogwashed lie that says, be like, whatever I believe, whatever I believe is true, is true. You can believe whatever you want, it can be true. I can believe that cats can fly, but they really don't. But I'm gonna believe that, so that's my truth. Well, and they if do you if tell they're me on I'm an airplane, not, huh? They do if they're on an airplane. That is true. That I is was so... thinking on a cannonball, but airplane works too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Either way, so it's it's this idea of a of living a false truth. Be like, yes, be like you can like you can change your appearance, but to simply say I'm living my truth, no, you're living in rebellion. That's what you're mm-hmm. doing. That is simple. The truth there is you are living in rebellion because you feel like you are being slighted or you're feeling being un- like unjustly ignored. And in Parker's case, I can see that. I can see why she goes and rebels. But this idea that I'm living my truth. No, that's not your truth. This is simply you are acting out. You are being rebellious against your mother. Even the point where she says, be like, I really wish I wouldn't stay with my dad, which is a fair statement, a fair statement. Obviously, Margo and Parker's father are no longer together. Thus, that's why she says that. But it's this 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 convoluted lie that the idea that your truth and my truth, you can have your truth. But my truth is real. So if you try to say my truth isn't real, you're, you know, you're a liar. You you hate people because I, I am, because my truth is real to me. And if you say it's not, you're just, don't, you hate me for some reason, which is completely, utterly false. And I, I hate how, be like, granted, we live in a world that is broken and fallen, full of sinful people that need to know Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's, it irks me. I mean, like I've, I've run into people like this and it's just, it's just like, do, do you see you're not, you are being deceived. You I mean, like the lie is right there and you're falling for it. And it just, it irks me. I'm like, really? I mean, like you, you I mean, like, I understand like when you are in Christ Jesus, be like, you, you see the truth. You see the truth of the lie that the world is pulling over your face. And be like the rest of the world is like it's it's like you're in the matrix. You have no idea you're in the matrix except you when you've been pulled out and you you're finally able to see the truth. 
And people live in this lie. And it just, it bugs me. I, I understand be like, be like, you're being rebellious. You, you're, you're trying to shock mm-hmm. your mother. But this notion that, oh, this is my truth is a lie. And it's yes. frightening. People use that all the time. They mm-hmm. don't know what it means. And so that, that that's the primary reason that's your dislike. Yes. But yes, this idea that this is my truth is a lie. Okay. All right. That's it. And that brings us to the end of our uh, likes and dislikes. So yes. we need to rate this thing. Celeste, what is your rating for this and why? So I would rate this movie an 8.5. Because I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a good movie. I would show this to other people. But it wasn't as good as it could have been. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Jacob. Drew. Oh, you want to go last. Yeah, throw it to you. (laughs) Okay, then. I'm giving it a 6.5. It's just not my movie. I can tell that. Uh, from From the animation perspective, it's done... Uh, fairly well there was and i've talked about my plot holes and how i just wish some of this stuff was a little bit more uh nuanced but yeah it's it's it does what it does and i'm not really i'll put this way this is why i'm not really excited about seeing the sequel this weekend i'm not really dreading it so eh, it's about halfway so yeah i'm gonna give it 6.5 i'll give it a five at at first i was gonna give it a much lower than one it's like you know what Quit, you know, quit hating on the film so much. Be like, it's got some good. It's got some bad. So why not in the middle? Give it a nice five. I mean, like, it's got, there again, good direction. I mean, like, good. It's got good acting. It's got some good points here and there. I get I get hung up on the the little nitty gritty little things that just make no sense to me. And I, I see all the imperfections and everything in the film. But, like, yeah, it's, it's a movie... I'd be like, I don't know if I'll watch it again. Uh, would I recommend it? Yes. Uh, there again, a five. It's in the middle. It's kind of, it's half and half. It's it's half a good sandwich and half a rotten sandwich. Do you want to eat them together? Maybe not. You might want to slice it down the middle. But, uh, yeah. Wednesday was, might enjoy it. Huh? Wednesday might Wednesday enjoy might it. enjoy it. I agree. That's the analogy I was going for. Um, I mean, she did eat a moldy sandwich in this movie (laughs) yeah yeah so either way five all right and that brings us to the end of another episode which means i we need to talk about what the next movie we're reviewing is which is next week we will be reviewing with francisco of the retro rewind podcast vampire hunter d i know nothing about this even though i already bought the movie all right but I wanted an anime, and I don't because we hadn't done an anime in this month. That is true. In the previous year, so I, I thought, know a little bit about Vampire Hunter D. I know there was a sequel. Yes. is what I know, and I know that the version I've got is technically a remaster. Mm-hmm. So maybe it'll look nice and clean. All right, we'll see. And then after that, the two the two last two weeks of Halloween month, we're actually having Dallas on mm-hmm. for both episodes of the Long Halloween Part One and Two. Yes. And we are looking forward to that. So join us next time for that. Come, Jacob. We must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? Same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast. Oh boy. Celeste, tell us where we, uh, tell us where people can find you at. 
So you can find me over at Geek Devotions or on all the social medias, the YouTube. We have a website all under Geek Devotions. Um, you can also find me as a voice actor on Playing Games with Strangers. We are a family-friendly actual play D&D podcast. And uh, we have a lot of fun over there, but we, we deal with some deep stuff. So I say family-friendly. It's probably more like PG-13, depending on your kid. Okay. But we're definitely something that families can listen together. You don't have to worry about hearing things that, while it may get intense, it's not uh, not vulgar. Right. And uh, that's going to be it for us, because our stuff will, be, of course, be after we sign off. But, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, coming on, Celeste. We appreciate yeah. you being on here and putting up with our being such Debbie Downers on this particular movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's okay. Uh, we're glad you you came on so uh i guess in the meantime this has been drew this is jacob and we'll catch you in the next frame so where can they find you jacob you can find me on facebook at jacob b heron also on facebook at jacob's daily art corner where i try to draw each and every day i don't get to it as often as i like but uh join me there also you can find me on instagram at jacob b heron on twitter at Jacob Heron and Letterbox at Jacob Heron. So where can they find you, Drew? You can also follow me on Letterbox at GGeorge759. Facebook as Drew Dodgen. Uh, my Facebook page where you can see pictures I've taken at Drew's Photo Bin. You can also follow me on Twitter at GGeorge759. You can email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at cast underscore cell. You can follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash thecellcastgaming. You can also follow us on YouTube at Cellcast. Listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and your favorite podcast directory. You can also listen to us on the Movie of the Week podcast with Jim Heron, where we talk about live-action movies. And remember, Cell is a single, single L. L.